Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Thursday Night Football Gambling and DFS Preview. There is tons. There will be a pick show in the podcast, of course. We'll break down every single game in the, in the podcast feed. We'll break down every single game against the spread, give you our best bets, and maybe we'll give you another winning underdog money line parlay in back-to-back weeks. That's totally likely. Uh, we hit ours last week, courtesy of myself, Pete Prisco, Kenny White, and the man, the myth, the legend. RJ White, four and one against the spread on his best bets on sportsline.com. I hope you're theoretically booking action with some like gold chain wearing fella down there in Fort Lauderdale, RJ. Uh, I didn't know that Pete Prisco took bets. <laughs> Pete does have a chain. But the, but the, what does he, he calls it something for the curse for, uh, what does he call the curse that he puts on you? I don't know. Threaten to like put an Italian whammy curse on you. It's very yeah. He definitely says whammy all the time. I'm gonna put the whammy on you. I'm gonna put the whammy on you with this. That's not Italian though. That's pressure luck. You're right. That is pressure luck, which didn't fare that well when they brought it back. I didn't think. Uh, It was was all right. Yeah, I mean the original was fantastic with that board. It was all right. I mean, I'm not in the the time where I'm gonna block out half an hour for game shows a lot, but you know I thought it was fine. It's no Wheel of Fortune, it's no Jeopardy for sure. But but we spent a lot of time as kids watching game shows. They were amazing. Like I would watch Press Your Luck for two hours in a row. I mean, as a kid, that was like what you aspired to is to be on a game show one day. Like when you want to grow up, put me on Press Your Luck because that seems awesome. I mean, when when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came out, it was just a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like like it was just a like a, like a serious thing that people watched on a regular basis. Uh, now we watch football and we're going to watch the Bengals and the, you know what? I'm not going to complain about this game. I started to, I'm not going to, we didn't think we were getting football. And this is this already week two. I'm complaining about a football game on a primetime spot with two potentially great or potentially terrible young quarterbacks in Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield playing in an AFC battle. The Browns minus six against the Bengals, the over under 43 and a half. The Bengals money line plus 210. The Browns are minus 250. A ton of injuries in this game, RJ. Uh, Kevin Johnson and Greedy Williams out uh, in the backfield for Cleveland. Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills, uh-oh. JC Treader. Oh boy, all questionable. We'll have to see what happens with that offensive line for Cleveland. Uh, Geno Atkins out again. Mike Daniels also out for Cincinnati. So, man, it's kind of tough to handicap this game. I think just because of those injuries and because Cleveland got curb stomped in Week One by the by the Ravens. But we don't know if that was is like Cleveland is terrible or Baltimore is elite. 
Yeah, Cleveland had a tough matchup, but it's hard to like much about the performance anyway. I mean, you look, you go down the roster, the teams that played the best teams in the league. Houston scored 20 against Kansas City. They didn't look terrible, you know, and that's probably a team that's in the Cleveland range of teams. Then you go over to who played New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Brady looked pretty bad, you know, he looked rusty, but that defense, even though they gave up so many points, you know, showed up pretty well. So there's things to take from that game positive about Tampa Bay. You get Arizona is probably in the Cleveland tier. They went out and beat San Francisco on the road last year's Super Bowl team. And then you even drop down a little further. You take the team that played Pittsburgh, which is the Giants. They had some positives to take from their game, too. I'm not going to say that Giants are making the, the playoffs or anything, but, you know, that defense had a pretty solid performance through most of that game. Daniel Jones had some bad plays, but mixed in a lot of good. And you can't really say any of those things about the Browns. They just look abjectly terrible. So um, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in them moving forward. I think Burrow didn't look that bad despite only scoring 13 points. He's got a much easier matchup here. Like you said, it's a beat-up. Browns defense uh Greedy Williams out again you know I think the Cincinnati receivers could go to town have a huge day against the secondary um you said the two tackles are out for Cleveland well the backup tackle Chris Hubbard's also questionable you know so you got three starters questionable on the line and then the the primary backup questionable too so it's going to be a little war of attrition here as far as injuries go but I'm excited for this game in particular to see Burrow you know in prime time for the first time and uh see if this is his little uh coming out party yeah I thought that you mentioned Tom Brady was rusty. The other thing that stood out to me in this in, in Joe Burrow's first game was that Joe Burrow uh, was a rookie quarterback starting on a team with a bad offensive line in a pandemic offseason with little time to practice and, and get accustomed to his uh, his his weapons. Like he missed AJ Green for what should have been an easy touchdown uh, when he overthrew him in the end zone against the Chargers. And and look, LA has a bunch of good pass rushers. I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. We have, I, I'm curious, do you think that narrative matters here at all in the sense that Joe Burrow, former you know, number one overall pick this year, has a lot of swagger about him? I hate saying that word, but it's true. Like, he just does. Like, he's smoking cigars after the national championship against after they beat Clemson in the ground. Going against Baker Mayfield also, uh, he has almost as much swagger as he has commercials, a former number one overall pick. Like, this is a big spot sort of for where Joe Burrow, you go beat Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and you A, you rip Cleveland's heart out, but B, you're like, hey, look, might be a new king in the north here. Yeah, if you're if you're Cincy-ing Joe Burrow, you can go in and win this game in his second start. It seems like Cincy's already moved past Cleveland on the pecking order, you know, and it took two games. So that would just be, you know, heartbreaking for Browns fans to to think that they, ha- they should have some optimism going into the last couple of years, um, even projected to, you know, I, what were they last year, like predicted to win the division or really close? Um, the Browns with, Twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, with the Steelers, and now all of a sudden they could be back in the basement again if Burrow can show out in this game and and kind of take the crown from them for third place in the AFC North, whatever that gets you. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't, man. It's it, it, I think it's a tough game to handicap right now. Where are you leaning in terms of game picks? Yeah, so since he lost the last thirteen road games straight up, but they were eight and five against the spread in that stretch, and eight and three as four point underdogs. So this is a team that you know faced a lot of big spreads last year and were able to cover even if they weren't able to win many games, and that was good for them because they ended up getting Joe Burrow, so it all worked out. Um, the last thirteen number one overall pick quarterbacks were one eleven and one against the spread in their first start. So and throw Burrow in that as the the tie because you know that that was what's, a three point spread. The, uh, what's the Adam Sandler line would have been good information to know yesterday. 
<laughs> but uh, but six of the last seven covered in their next start, and there's a lot of straight up wins in those. Um, the only one that got blown out was Jerry Goff. He, I think he lost by like 27 or something in the second start. So this is a good spot for a young quarterback picking number one overall, number one overall. You know, obviously a talented quarterback to uh, come out in the second game and look a lot better. So I like Cincy plus six. I like the over 43 and a half. You know, I think despite, like I said, despite the scoreboard didn't look that bad. I think they're going to move the ball on this Cleveland secondary. I don't think that the uh, Cleveland pass rush is as ferocious as what we saw with the Chargers. And um, yeah, I'm really worried about those Browns injuries. Uh, be sure to keep an eye on the in- inactive list. You know, if the Cleveland O-line ends up decimated. We go from a good play to a great play on Cincy. Then, you know, enters best bet territory. But at plus six, it kind of kind of love them anyway. All right. Let's say that uh, Will's. And or Conklin, and you can sort of you know, play it both ways. If both, either one or both of them are out, what what do you think would happen? Like, do we see a huge line shift, like to four? And I mean, what? Like, what like I mean, because excuse me, I think those guys are worth more maybe than we're giving them credit. for. Yeah, four is a little much, but you know, when as you know, once you get to the five, four and a half to five and a half range, it's all about the same. There's not many games that end in five. So if he starts dipping from six, he could get to four and a half pretty quickly. Um, you know, so I would, if I was, you know, uh, putting a line on this game right now, I would probably make it three. So I think this line is way off. Wow. But um, so if you get it to four, it's not that surprising to me. But I don't know that there would be that much play in it because I don't know that there's that much uh, reason for people to line up and throw a bunch of money at Cincy. You know, because okay. it's, it's Cincy. All right, so let's say hypothetically that you bet the under at 45. Would you come back and take the over at 43 or 43 and a half? Um, it, it's, I would just rather have a position in the game. Like, I don't love the under 45. Um, I think over 43 and a half is a better play, but I don't know that I want them both. 44 is a decently key number. And um, then, of course, you get the win on 45 where it would be a push on the other, other bet. So, I mean, sure, maybe a little bit, but uh, I, I'd just rather just run with the position in the game if that was my initial reading of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I felt, I feel like this game could just be a slog. Although like since he's tempo wasn't bad and neither was Cleveland, it's, it's just hard to know what their tempo was. Cause I think since he was playing against LA and, and, and Cleveland, you know, and Cleveland was playing against Baltimore. Like it's just hard to get a real read on what these offenses are right now. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is, you know, Kevin Stefanski likes to feature those multiple tight ends. What are we going to do with Njoku out? You know, is he going to feature the rookie more, which I'm going to talk about a little bit when we get to the DFS section. Um, and uh, if Jarvis Landry, who was also questionable in this game, what if he can't play? Because they don't have a lot of depth at receiver. You know, it's guys like I think Damian Ratley and Richard Higgins and all those guys that you're used to hearing for Cleveland scoring ran- a random touchdown. And then you never hear from them again after you pick them up in fantasy. So um if if once people start to get hurt for Cleveland, it starts to go downhill and quickly because they don't have great depth. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about the DFS that you mentioned. Okay, so before we get to DFS, bad tease by me. Let's talk player props as well. Um, you're on the over, so I'm going to assume that you will be targeting an over on at least one quarterback. Yeah, um, you know, it's all kind of interrelated to DFS and player props. I mean, it's all the same thing, basically. Um, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about two players, Joe Burrow, over 236 and a half passing yards and over 25 and a half rushing yards. Cleveland dealing with those injuries on D, I think Burrow can have a nice passing day. I think uh, since he has a great stable of, of receivers, and that's going to um, be able to help them take advantage of that secondary. I think injuries are also going to 
affect play at a linebacker for Cleveland. Mac Wilson's, you know, still hurt. Mm. They're dealing with injuries that position. They weren't really strong to begin with. That'll help Burrow running the ball. We saw, you know, he had a great read on that um, 23-yard touchdown, but you take that away, he still also had seven carries for 23 yards. So they're going to run. looks like they're going to move him around a lot, and um, he's going to be carrying the ball. So I like both of those overs for Joe Burrow. And then my other player is Tyler Boyd. You can get his over four and a half receptions at plus one thirty, so wow. he has to catch five five receptions. Over forty nine and a half receiving yards. Um, we saw that AJ Green was the primary weapon last week, and I think he's going to draw Denzel Ward in coverage all night. Denzel Ward's the one corner that Cleveland has that you got to be scared of. Boyd is more talented than anyone else the Browns can throw out there. I think he's going to feast against the rest of that team. So I think it's going to be a big night for Tyler Boyd. Okay, so uh, I actually had a buddy text me and say, "Would you start? Do you have Anthony Miller? Another Miller? Who's the other Miller? Some other Miller? Scotty." Yeah, Scotty Miller, Anthony Miller, and Tyler Boyd. He's got to pick two in fantasy. Would you roll with Tyler Boyd? And you know, I mean, like it's it's easy to be hesitant about Tyler Boyd in a rookie quarter, you know, a rookie quarterback on a Thursday night. Well, Boyd was drafted a lot higher in fantasy, so I think you got to roll with him, especially. And you're not going to get a matchup much better than this, considering the injuries. So yeah, definitely go with Boyd on one of those, and then figure out which Miller you like better from there. Probably Scotty because of that matchup. Three touchdowns for Tyler Boyd, huh? Yeah, lottery ticket prop. Let's go back to Tyler Boyd. His first touchdown prop is 16 to 1. And then you. That's nice. I like that. Pretty good. Then to score two touchdowns in the game, it's 18 to 1. So you hit that first touchdown, then you're looking pretty good on that one. Then to score three plus touchdown, you're looking at 80 to 1. So assuming that Green gets that warding coverage, I could see Boyd having a huge game. He's only, he hasn't had three touchdowns in his career. He's only had two touchdowns, you know, twice, I think. Um, but I could if see him breaking. Two, if you're going to bet two touchdowns, you need to bet three at 80 to 1. Like, don't <laughs> get, a, get a little bit in there. Five or 10 bucks, just a little something in there. Um, right. So I could definitely see Boyd breaking a long play early, <laughs> catching that 16. Tyler Boyd touchdowns. <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, he's only scored two touchdowns twice in his career, but he's only played one game with Joe Burrow, and we expect Joe Burrow to be a, you know, high-level quarterback in this league, anywhere from, you know, uh, above average to great. So, um, if this is the Joe Burrow breakout game, it could be a huge game for Tyler Boyd if A.J. Green's getting blanketed by Denzel Ward. So, you know, you want to go with the lottery ticket, just fire on Boyd and hope that he has a huge game. Uh, Just plugging this in, hypothetically, in a local situation here, Uh, Tyler Boyd, to have at least four receptions is minus 250. And to have at least five receptions is plus 110. Now, either Vegas is very sure that Tyler Boyd is going to stop catching the ball at four receptions, or that's really good value, right? Right. Yeah, so I think I think the five, I like the five. And uh, looking at touchdowns, I bet I don't get 80 to one. Ooh, 100 to one for three touchdowns. Nice. That is not, uh, that is not terrible. 19 to one for two. Yeah, so a nice, bigger disparity there. And, of course, 80 to 1, 100 to 1, these probably aren't hitting, but it's on fun to root for. If Tyler Boyd starts to have a breakout and you're sitting on two touchdowns already, you're like, uh-oh, here we go. 14 nothing with two Tyler Boyd touchdowns at halftime, you are feeling frisky. Right. To say the least. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's move on to DFS. So, I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're probably going to involve Tyler Boyd in some capacity in DFS if you were playing it. Would you use him as your captain? I like him as a sleeper captain pick in GPP, um, you know, make it go for that home run and see if he gets those multiple touchdowns and, and takes you over there. Um, if I'm playing 50 fifties or cash is that kind of thing, I'm going Joe Burrow as my top captain pick. I love it. Love his matchup. He's going to have a huge day here. Um, so those are my two options for captain. I wouldn't really mess with a Browns pick at this point. Okay. Um, do you think there's a path? Cause I do where there's not a lot of scoring in this game and you go with the defense, like you go, 
Browns, de- I don't know, if, is it Browns defense or Bengals defense that you would go with the captain if you're doing a captain and then like just do both kickers? Yeah, it's just hard because it's so so many injuries on each side. So um, it'd be hard for me to play the Browns thinking that Burrow can have a good passing game. I guess you could play um, the Cincy defense, but I mean, come on. They, they look solid. You know, they look solid in coverage against Chargers, but we don't expect them to have a big passing offense anyway in, in L.A. And then um, you look at the injuries. You know, Atkins out. Um, Mike Daniels, who who filled in for him, he's also out. So um, joking, a DJ reader in the middle of that defense plus – you know, questionable uh, players otherwise. So maybe Brown's going to run the ball, you know, down, down since he's throat. So hard for me to go defense. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring game. All right. And finally with the DFS stuff, do you think that when you, so when you're looking at the game script and that's really important, you have to have, you know, you have to, you have to have that in plan. Do you think the game script is Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow? So you go, let's say you go Boyd at captain, you add Joe Burrow. How are you filling that out? Is it is it coming back with Mayfield throwing to OBJ? Is it Mayfield dumping off to his running backs? What do you think? Well, the first thing you do is you scroll all the way down to the bottom and look at the $200 range, and you click a guy named H. Bryant. Uh, it's Harrison Bryant, rookie out of FAU. Florida Atlantic, yeah. Yeah, he had the second most snaps at tight end for Cleveland last week, and he'll play even more now that, that Najoku's out. Um, so everybody expects Austin, Ho- Austin Hooper to Hopper to – Austin Hooper, right? Yeah, Hooper. I wrote down Hopper here like an idiot. Um, RJ, Austin, RJ, you just has <laughs> a two hundred dollars DFS lock. People, if he catches a touchdown, and so lock in Harrison Bryant, everybody. If he catches a touchdown, you tweeted me at RJ, RJ at RJ White one, or you just tweeted RJ, you're like you're you're a, you're a golden god, Austin Hopper. We'll forgive yeah, you. Yeah, so Austin Hooper is supposed to be, you know, the top fantasy option there. But I think they can lean on him more as a blocker with those injuries at tackle. You want to keep a tight end and more to block. You to help out tackles if they're less than 100% or if backups are in play. And, and Hooper's a better blocker right now. So I think you send Brian out in a more pass routes and keep Hooper in as the blocker. And Brian could have a little sneaky game. I think it's obvious he's going to give you positive production off that $200 price tag. And then when you put that in, you could basically do anything else. In my lineup for for either GPP or or um. 50-50 gets Baker and the, both Cleveland running backs in there to take advantage of those injuries in the middle of the defense so we of got, Cincy. So with Boyd or Burrow, you get both Baker and both running backs? Correct. Hmm. You get that $200 in there, and then you can go nuts. Well, and that's interesting, too, because that actually gives you the rare double, double game script where, like, the Browns, Baker has a decent game. The Browns then lean on the run game. And Burrow's having to come back by dumping it off to, to Tyler Boyd. You know what I mean? Like that, like that could either option is viable. Like that doesn't ice you out completely if you go with both those running backs. Yeah, you expect a lot of running. So the, having both those running backs are going to be good. Um, if Baker hits a touchdown to Bryant, you're feeling great about that. And then it becomes the Burrow and Boyd game. Can they keep up? And considering, you know, like I harping on the injuries on each side, I think that all of that is a good possibility of happening. I think you could see a high scoring game here. It's not like when week one, we saw a re- reduction in scoring. Um, you know, we, we had a little argument on the pick six spot about whether scoring would be up or down because of no preseason. Rough, rough day for Kenny. <laughs> rough. And, the overs went went nine and seven, so it's not like definitive either way. But uh, it certainly wasn't, you know, twelve and four, and it wasn't four and twelve. You know, it was right there in the middle. So I'm not scared about, you know, um, spotty play in this. Uh, you know, I think that these teams look fine um, defensively, and uh, the offenses should get it going in better matchups here. All right, that is the uh, gambling and DFS preview. Harrison Bryant, Tyler. So just a recap: Harrison Bryant and DFS. Tyler Boyd, one touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. And we just, I mean, we have a dance party if he gets the three touchdowns. Also, the over on Tyler Boyd's receptions.
And uh, RJ likes the Bengals particular. I agree with you. I like the Bengals here, I think. And especially I like the Bengals if, and I'd sort of, yesterday I was sort of on the Browns, but I, I why are the Browns, the Browns shouldn't be favored by six. No, giving, giving too much respect, you know, and, and we didn't see anything in week one that, that we should lay out the red carpet for them and think that they're going to be an eight and eight team lock them in. I mean, the Bengals could easily be the better team this year. It would now look, it, and it's entirely possible that the Browns, like Nick Chubb goes bananas and the Browns, you know, win 40 to three. Like that's, there is, a, that is, that is in the realm of possibility, but I agree with you. I think I like the Bengals more. And if those tackles are out, that is a big, 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 big problem for Baker and the Browns. So uh, Browns and or Bengals in the over. Tyler Boyd touchdowns. Harrison Bryant, DFS. Great stuff, RJ. As always, buddy. Talk to you uh, tomorrow.